Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Roll along here. Hour number three. Pink and Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Odyssey app with Grant Nicholson across the glass. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. The breaking news in sports. John Madden passed away this morning at the age of 85, the famed broadcaster coach and, of course, longtime cover boy of his own video game. The current cover boys of Madden, Tom Brady and one Patrick Mahomes. Heading into the break, I asked you, Who would be on the Chiefs' Mount Rushmore? Who are the four most important figures in the history of our great franchise? The whole reason we're talking about this is because we all agree that Madden would be on the Mount Rushmore, one of the four most important figures in the history of the National Football League. But locally, if one day outside the Truman Sports Complex, they find a piece of Grant, what's uh, Mount Rushmore carved out of? Is it granite? I have no idea. You want to say I, granite? I kind of doubt it's granite. Give me a different rock then. Limestone. I don't know. Out of limestone, perhaps. If they find a giant ass chunk of limestone somewhere and they're like, you know what we should do with this? We should put it outside the Truman Sports Complex and we should carve four heads into it. Well, actually, if they did that, it would involve Royals too. And that's a completely different conversation. So let's just say that they put it outside of Arrowhead. All right. Who would be on the Mount Rushmore? Of the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. Let's, right. get, let's get the obvious out of the way. Sean, I got to admit this. I was wrong. It is largely composed of granite, <laughs> not Rushmore. You dumbass, I told you. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed unlikely. Limestone. This guy shoots me down. Uh, you don't think that I studied sedimentary? Is that what it's called? The study of rock? Oh, now he's throwing his hands up. Oh, good Lord. What are we doing? If we're carving a rock with faces on it, whether it's limestone or quartz or granite or whatever it is, and we're going to carve four figures of the Kansas City Chiefs in it, Whose heads are going to be there? Well, obviously, you're going to put Lamar Hunt on there. And if if you carve one first or if you make one a little bit bigger than the others, it goes to Lamar Hunt. You guys know. Brought the franchise here from Dallas. The reason why we have the Super Bowl, AFL-NFL merger. Never heard a bad word about the guy. We're really lucky to have, like, you can have a good owner that's fun, like Mark Cuban or Jerry Jones or somebody like that, George Steinbrenner, but people oftentimes talk about that they're, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A prick. You never heard that when it comes to Lamar Hunt or Ewing Kaufman. Like, all you ever hear is how great of a guy they are. In fact, most of the time, before you talk about how great of an owner they were or how innovative they were or what they did with their particular sport, you hear he was such a great guy, a humanitarian, somebody that cared about his family in the city. 
and then the sport. So Lamar Hunt is very obviously on there. And Lamar Hunt might just be on the Mount Rushmore of the NFL at large. Derek Thomas has to be on there. And I don't think that it really has as much to do with the tragic way that Derek Thomas passed as the way that Derek Thomas lived. Derek Thomas, maybe I'm just thinking back to when I used to go to games back in the day with my grandpa and sit in section 208 and I'm waxing poetic and all that stuff. But he is the single greatest defensive player that I've ever laid my eyes on. I never saw Lawrence Taylor play in person, but I've been to plenty of games and I've seen my fair share of Erlackers and Ray Lewis's and all those different types of cats. And to me, Derek Thomas is, and I've seen you know more recently Von Miller and those types of guys. I've watched a game against Aaron Donald. And I'm not saying that he's better than these guys. I'm just telling you my opinion at the time. I had never seen a better defensive player. I had never seen a guy come off the edge and be able to get to the quarterback the same way that Derek Thomas did. And while we're having this conversation, to this day, I've never heard the stadium any louder. Y'all remember the game? It was the second game of the season versus the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had just won the Super Bowl the year before. And they had Steve Young. And they came into Arrowhead. And they were a touchdown and a half favorite. They were supposed to blow the Chiefs out. To this day, it's my favorite Chiefs game of all time. The Chiefs put up a 40 spot on the Super Bowl champions. And Derek Thomas had a safety in the end zone. Y'all remember this? 913-576-7610. Shoot me a text if you remember this. So I just know I'm not talking to myself here. And Derek Thomas gets the safety. It is the loudest I've ever heard Arrowhead Stadium to this day. I know they did that one game where they broke the decibel record and told everybody it was not as loud as the day that I'm talking about. Derek Thomas is on the Chiefs' Mount Rushmore. So we got Lamar and Derek Thomas. We got room for two more. I don't think anybody's going to argue that Patrick Mahomes is already on there. I mean, the Chiefs have had some good quarterbacks, like Len Dawson, and they've had Alex Smith and Trent Green and all these different dudes that put up numbers, Pro Bowls, playoffs, all these different things. You're insane if you don't think that Patrick Mahomes is already the best player to ever wear a Chiefs uniform, period. Anytime, any position, longevity, whatever. Patrick Mahomes is our – if they started making a list of the best players for every franchise on every single team, so the Lions would come about, they'd say, oh, it's Barry Sanders and, you know, the the Bucs. They'd tell us that it's these different guys. For the Chiefs, even though he's only been the starting quarterback for a handful of years, Patrick Mahomes is the best player to ever wear a Chiefs uniform. And for what he's done turning around this city, I mean, my entire life, the Chiefs played in one AFC championship game, and it was on the road against Buffalo, and they got their asses kicked. Now, as long as the Chiefs win their next two games, count them with me. Not one, not two, not three, but four years in a row. Not only are they going to have to play in the AFC championship game, it's at the crib. It's an arrowhead. They went my entire life playing one AFC championship game. It was on the road. One, two, three, four years in a row. They could host this thing. And it's because of Patrick Mahomes. It's because of a bunch of different reasons, but the main reason is Patrick Mahomes. So those three guys are on my Mount Rushmore. Lamar, Mahomes, and Derek Thomas. Grant, before I tell you who my fourth would be and who the text line thinks the fourth should be, It's got to be between one of these dudes, right? Len Dawson, Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Jamal Charles, Andy Reid, Marty Schottenheimer. 
You only got room for one, man. And I just gave you like seven or eight names. What say you? You know who we already got on there? Lamar? Obviously. Derek Thomas? Of course. Mahomes? Sure. Who else you got? You don't think Hank Stram deserves like a shout out? Okay, fine. You got, he gave him a shout out. Can he get on the list? Yeah, on yeah, 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 list, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's fine. He's on your list. I, I mean, for the franchise's general, wouldn't it be Hank Stram? Wouldn't you want him on there? They always show the highlight of them in the Super Bowl, kind of jumpstarted the franchise, heading in the right direction. Why would you put Hank? And I well, I just I mean, are we really going to talk put, this out? Why would you put Hank Stram over the on over Andy Reid? That was my other one. It's either probably Hank Stram or Andy Reid at this point. If you look back at what Hank Stram did, unbelievable, right? The reason why the franchise was successful early on. And, of course, the film that you're talking about that we all know and wearing the suit on the sidelines and all these different things, he was very, very recognizable. He ain't Andy Reid, bro. What are you talking about? Bring up, bring up Hank Stram's numbers for me real quick if you could. Because off the top of my head, I really don't know either A, how long he coached, or B, how many games he won. But I do know that Andy Reid has now been here for, what, eight years, had a winning record in every single one of them, made the playoffs every time but one, won the division one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row, count up into three straight ASU championship games, won two straight Super Bowls. Now, gone to two straight Super Bowls. Come on, man. No disrespect to Hank Stram. No disrespect to the great Marty Schottenheimer. No disrespect to... Travis Kelsey, who I think is probably going to be regarded when it's all said and done as an even better tight end, not just here in Kansas City, but overall than the great Tony Gonzalez. It's crazy that the franchise has had two of probably the five best tight ends to ever play the position. Jamal Charles, to this day, more yards per carry on average than any player in the history of the NFL. I mean, you want a stat for a running back that matters? When you turn around and hand his ass the ball, how far does he run with it? Well, Jamal, on average, ran further when he got that ball than any other player, not just in Chiefs history, in the history of the NFL. So could he be on this? Absolutely. Tony Gonzalez, the second most receptions in the history of the league, right? Or is it touchdowns? Whatever it is. Caught a lot of damn balls is my point. Len Dawson, the only quarterback that was worth really talking about before that dude Patrick Mahomes came around. And you're playing with Hank Stram's name over there. The answer is Andy Reid. Andy, Andy's the answer. You don't it's, think Hank Stram has at least got a He's honorable got a mention. Shot? No. I don't think okay. that I don't think that Hank Stram would go on there ahead of Tony Gonzalez. I, I don't. Maybe it's just Tony Gonzalez is more new school and Hank Stram was back in the day. By the way, did you get how many games did he win? Uh, so he finished in, in D- Dallas and Kansas. Give me some Hank Stram numbers. In Dallas and KC combined, uh, he finished 124, 76, and 10 ties. That's pretty good. Uh, Andy Reid, by chance, in Kansas City, 102 and 41. That's better. So slightly better, yeah. That's yeah. better. And Andy's body of work isn't done. And, you know, so the, the history of playoff success is in Andy's court with the consecutive AFC title games, consecutive Super Bowls. I think, I mean... When it's all said and done, it's probably Andy Reid. But at the moment, I don't know. At the moment, you're wrong. It's okay. That's fine. It's fine. I'm okay with being wrong. That's Grant. I'm the sports machine. We'll be wrong for the next eh, 45 minutes, and we'll get out of here. Bank at night, 610 Sports Radio. 
This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. People are pissed at me now because I didn't have Hank Stram on there. I wasn't saying Hank Stram shouldn't be on there. I was just sparking a conversation. I think that if there were 10 heads on Mount Rushmore, then Hank Stram would very obviously be on there. But is he obviously on there over Andy Reid? No, that's what we're talking about. Is he obviously on there over Tony Gonzalez or Travis Kelsey or some of these other figures in Kansas City Chiefs history? No, maybe maybe you think he is. That's fine. That's why we're having the conversation. It's all gravy, baby. Grant Nicholson, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, taking up until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio. I mean, some other people are texting in, what about Will Shields? No disrespect to Will Shields, but I don't know that he would make the Chiefs Mount Rush. Morgan, if there were 10 heads, we could have that conversation. What about Tyree Kill? What about the Honey Badger? Maybe I got a little excited there because he's okay, played most of his career. I was going to say, yeah. that's a little, you're jumping the gun a little bit there. Only because he's played most of his career in other places. But if you just want to talk about importance and importance to winning, I don't think that he's the Patrick Mahomes of the defense. But I do think that if you're saying in the last four years on offense, who's the most important player and it's not even close, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like Travis Kelsey's great. They've made some moves at offensive line. They've had some good running backs. Tyree Kill's unbelievable. But obviously... The engine that makes the Ferrari go is Patrick Mahomes. The engine that makes the defense go, don't get it twisted, Grant, is the honey badger. Like the reason that the Chiefs have 
been to three straight AFC championship games and been to two straight Super Bowls. The number one reason when it comes to players is Patrick Mahomes. The number two reason is not Tyreek Hill. It's not Travis Kelsey. It's not the running game. It's not the offensive line. It's not even Andy. It's not. It's the Honey Badger. He's not on this list, but he could be. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's hit up Blue Springs. Pepper, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Pep? Yeah, I'm listening to uh, your conversation there, and I don't disagree with Patrick on there. Sure. I I think Travis uh, maybe has a spot, but I think the fourth spot right now goes to number 78 back in the day, Bobby Bell. Hall of Fame football player, great athlete, could play any position on that field. He was unbelievable. A lot of people, Pepper, are actually texting in Bobby Bell. And, look, I had to go back. So, during the break, we got so many Bobby Bell texts that I had to go back and watch some YouTube clips. And, of course, they're not as many as there would be today. But, damn, that dude could play too. I just – I think if we want to start talking about players that were really good that helped this franchise, like Bobby Bell, like Tyree Kill – like Travis Kelsey, like Will Shields, like Priest Holmes, like Tony Gonzalez. We can keep going. We've been really lucky. The Chiefs have had a lot of really good, fun players that have helped this team win. What I actually think that's doing unintentionally is selling Andy Reid a little bit short. Because the more I think about it, he's he, he's got to be the fourth guy. Derek Thomas is obvious. Patrick Mahomes is obvious, right? Lamar Hunt's pretty obvious. I think that it's Andy Reid only because when Andy got here, I think the fan base, and I can talk to myself for sure, I was really excited because it felt like they needed a little bit of consistency. They needed a little bit of been there, done that, right? You had Vermeil, and then between then, it was like you had the Herm Edwards, and you had the Todd Haley and Romeo and – not exactly um, long, tenured, future Hall of Fame coaches by any stretch. And then you get Andy Reid. And when Andy came here, there were four other job opportunities, four other head coaching opportunities that were open. And he had interviews set up in Kansas City and in two of the other ones. So I think three of the five had secured an interview with Andy Reid, but Kansas City was the first. Well, whatever happened, whatever the Hunt family said, Whatever they fed that guy, Q39, whatever whatever it was, when Andy came to town, he said, this is where I want to be. He signed the contract. He said sorry to the other places. And ever since then, the marriage has been so much better than I ever would have thought it would be. When they got Andy, I kind of thought, okay, good. This is an upgrade. This is better than it's been. But it's kind of, I feel weird saying this, almost a little bit dirty, a retread. It's not real innovative. He had kind of wore out his welcome in Philly. He appeared to be a guy that could get to the doorstep and not cash in. And then something happened after Andy had been here for a couple of years because the team was good and they were winning games and they had made it to the postseason and they had that crazy year where they started 1-0 and then they lost their next five, then they won their next 10. There were some really crazy things that happened in the first like three years that Andy was here. And then they went out and drafted this guy that you've probably heard of named Patrick Mahomes. And I think when it's all said and done, the combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, because Andy said that as long as he's in good health, he doesn't want to go anywhere. If he's here for another five or six years, the Chiefs win another Super Bowl or two or three. 
then you're going to start to talk about the combination of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the same way that you talk about the best coach and quarterback combinations that have ever played this game. I think that probably starts in San Francisco. I think you have to have a conversation about what's going on in New England. But I've always thought that Patrick Mahomes is a combination of all the different quarterbacks that Andy's been able to tutelage in his career. Before Mahomes even got here, Andy was considered the quarterback guru. Donovan McNabb. Brett Favre. Mike Vick. Hell, Alex Smith. All these guys had tons of success when Andy Reid was coaching them up. And then Patrick Mahomes gets here. He has Andy as his head coach, and it exploded. Just jump in your hot tub time machine and go back five years. Take yourself back to the night that the Chiefs called the name Patrick Mahomes in the draft. You probably remember where you were. It's one of those moments. There are certain moments in life like Kennedy assassination. There are certain moments in sports like the Joe Carter home run. Then there are certain sports locally like the Mario Chalmers shot, right? You just kind of remember where you were. You probably remember where you were on draft night when the Chiefs called Patrick Mahomes' name. Personally, I was with Kling. We were at the watch party that they used to have for season ticket holders at Arrowhead. The Chiefs were supposed to pick toward the bottom of the draft, and then they trade up with Buffalo to 10, and there's like a literal vibration in the room. You could cut the energy with a knife because everybody in that room knew, full of Chiefs fans, that they were about to try to find their guy at quarterback in the first round, which is something they hadn't done for 30 years. They screwed up with Todd Blackledge. It scared him away, and then they just decided to go retread after retread after retread. And I'm not saying it didn't work out with Dave Craig or Steve Bono or Elvis Gerbach or Trent Green or Alex Smith or any of these dudes because they were fine. They, they, they went to the play. But they didn't actually go out and try to change their fate by trading up in the draft to get their quarterback. And when they did, I thought they were going to call the name Deshaun Jackson. In fact, I wanted them to call the name Deshaun Jackson. On the other side, Let's have this conversation about Patrick Mahomes because just a couple of years ago, we used Patrick Mahomes' name in the same sentence, in the same paragraph with Deshaun Jackson, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson, with Lamar Jackson, when we talked about, quote-unquote, the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Everybody listening would agree that if you had to take a quarterback under the age of, say, 27 you would take Patrick Mahomes. I think it's pretty obvious who the next best young quarterback is. And it ain't Deshaun Watson, I can tell you that much. And it ain't Lamar Jackson, I guarantee you that. And it's not Josh Allen and these other names that you want to think of. Kyler Murray, I'll tell you who it is coming up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What's good? Welcome back into Bake at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all of the world on the Odyssey app. With my producer, Grant Nicholson, across the glass, I am merely the sports machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until 9 o'clock. So, we were talking about when Patrick Mahomes got drafted, and you probably remember where you were and all that stuff. A lot of people wanted the Chiefs to call the name Deshaun Watson, and look, played at Clemson, was always on national TV, national champion, Tons of college highlights that we were all familiar with. Made a lot of sense. And frankly, Watson, if you can go back to his rookie year, was kind of Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. Then he got hurt. And now he's, well, we don't even need to talk about the situation that guy's found himself in. And then it was like, okay, well, if it's not Patrick Mahomes is the best young quarterback in the league, how about Lamar Jackson? I feel like people think that I don't like Lamar Jackson or I disrespect him by the way that I talk. And then I go back and I listen to the show and I'm like, maybe I don't like Lamar Jackson. Maybe I don't respect him because I constantly talk smack on that guy. For a guy that's won as many games as he has, won an MVP award, what I think it is, I'm so used to watching Patrick Mahomes week in, week out, that when I watch Lamar Jackson, the styles are so completely different. And I can't imagine that even if you're the biggest, longest season ticket holding Baltimore Ravens fan, that if somebody offered you the guy that you currently have, Lamar Jackson, or our guy, Patrick Mahomes, that anybody would take Lamar Jackson. And I'm not saying Lamar isn't really good and isn't really entertaining, but a couple of things. One, his team's probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Everybody was talking about Baltimore being this big threat to the Chiefs and maybe the second best team in the AFC. I've been saying this literally this entire year. Baltimore's good, but much like all these other teams in the AFC, they're not great or really anywhere close to it. And either is their quarterback. You want to talk about a tough decision to make because this is year four for Lamar, which means in the offseason he can get his new contract the same way that Patrick Mahomes did a couple of years ago. What do you do about that? I mean, Mahomes is really obvious. You go, hey, man, we'll give you like a half a billion dollars if you're willing to stay here for a decade plus. And he actually said yes. You rush to give him the pen to sign that contract. Done. Josh Allen gets the half a billion dollar contract or whatever he ended up signing for. I don't think it was that much, but I think it was like per year. The second highest hit, uh, salary in the history of the NFL for a quarterback. That makes a lot of sense, right? Does it for a guy like Lamar Jackson? If you're Baltimore, do you say you just slot him in? Well, here's what Mahomes got and here's what Josh Allen got. So here's what we're going to give our guy. I wouldn't do it. One, I think he's already played his best football. Two, 
I don't think that he can win the big game. He hasn't really proven to be able to do that. And three, at some point, for a guy that runs as often as he does, and I know it hasn't happened yet, he's going to get squared up. He's going to get squared up. He's going to break a rib. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks or a month or a season, and then he loses the value. Do you want to pay a guy that plays that type of football $50 million a year? I don't think so. So, again, when you're talking about best young quarterbacks in the league, it's Patrick Mahomes, and then it's everybody else. And we spent a while talking about Deshaun Watson. Nobody talks about him anymore. We spent a while talking about Lamar Jackson. You don't hear quite as much about him anymore. Last year, the sexy name for best young quarterback, not named Patrick Mahomes, was Josh Allen. Have you seen a big step forward from Josh Allen between last year when you saw him in the AFC Championship game and now? I don't think so. If anything, maybe a little bit of a step back. Kyler Murray. Anybody that listens knows how much I love Kyler Murray, but kind of a figment of our imagination, right? Like, was really good at the beginning of the year, faded down the stretch. Are we sure that that guy is one of the best, quote-unquote, young quarterbacks in the league, or is he just another young quarterback in the league? Do we actually think that guy can put a team on his back and win the Super Bowl the same way that a Patrick Mahomes can? I don't think there's that many quarterbacks in the league that can do that, and I don't think Kyler Murray is one of those guys. It feels like we've been talking about all these different names since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, like they've got a chance to be his contemporary. Hell, we spent time last year talking about Baker Mayfield. Did anybody watch Baker Mayfield on Sunday? I'm pretty sure he just threw another interception. That guy sucks. If I'm Cleveland, there's no way I'm giving that guy a long-term contract extension. I know Cleveland has to draft a quarterback at the top of the draft every two or three years, but sorry, you got to do it again. That's not the guy. I honestly don't even know if Baker Mayfield is good enough to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I think he's like a Jameis Winston. He's like the 35th best quarterback in the world. So maybe that gets you a starting job depending on the situation, or maybe you're just a really good backup. But we've tried to come up with, for the last four or five years, since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, who's the next best? I think I've got the answer. And I think it's the guy the Chiefs are playing coming up on Sunday. And I think it's Joe Burrow. And I know that Joe Burrow just had one of the best games in the history of the NFL. Five touchdown passes, 520-something yards. Absolutely ridiculous. And I know the Bengals organization in our lifetime has probably been along with like the Browns and the Jets, the worst in the entire NFL. There hasn't been a whole lot of good things to say about that organization. But as much time as we spent saying maybe it's going to be the Chiefs and the Ravens that play in a few AFC championship games. Maybe it's going to be the Chiefs and the Browns. Maybe it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bills. Maybe it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bengals. I know it sounds a little bit weird coming out of my mouth to say, oh, the Bengals are going to get to multiple AFC championship games. The Bengals are going to win their division. The Bengals are going to win playoff games and have to come to Arrowhead. Call my bluff. 913-576-7610. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong either about right now, this year, or looking forward. I think the Lamar Jackson experiment in Baltimore, I wouldn't be surprised if for the next two or three years, that's a 500 football team. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen never gets back to an AFC championship game. When I see Joe Burrow and the weapons that they've put around him, especially with the wide receivers, and I like their head coach too, and I think the division is very winnable for the next couple of years. Obviously, Pittsburgh's not going to be what we've gotten used to with the Steelers, and I think the Browns are on the decline, and I've been talking about Baltimore. I think for the next four or five years, 
the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes when it comes to young AFC quarterbacks is in Cincinnati, and his name is Joe Burrow. And I think that coming up on Sunday, it's going to be the first test that the Chiefs have had in a really long time. Now, I get it. When they played the Chargers a couple of weeks ago, the game was closed, but that's not really a good football team. I get it. When they played Dallas a month ago, I'm not sold on them. I get it. Well, what about when they played Green Bay a month and a half ago and they started this winning streak? Yeah, well, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. I think that it's been a long time since the Chiefs have played a quote-unquote good football team. I really do. Let me take a peek at the schedule and make sure that I'm not missing something because it just feels to me that during this winning streak. So here's who they've played. They lost to Tennessee. That was on October 24th, 27-3. They've won every game since. They beat the Giants, not a good football team. They beat Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, not a good football team. They beat Vegas. They beat Dallas. They beat Denver. They beat Vegas again. They beat the Chargers. And they beat a Pittsburgh team that basically didn't even show up. So not to talk smack on any of those teams. If you're in the NFL, you're good. You got talent. But none of those teams, I don't think, save Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, are a really good team. Cincinnati might be a really good team. You don't think the Cowboys are really good? Nah. You don't think they have a chance to be really good? Nah, I think they're a fraud. I think they're a mirage. I think they're a fake. I think that at one point they were really good. But that was, you had to take a look at the schedule and who they played. They did just put up almost 60 points this weekend. Yeah, who they play? They played the Washington football team. Are they any good? No, they're not. But I'm just saying. Oh, like, so so bad football team beat the hell out of another bad air. football team. Come on, bro. 60 points just doesn't show up out of midair. Like, no. I, I mean. It doesn't, but it's easier when you're playing the Washington football team than when you're playing, you know, a real football team, if you will. Pittsburgh, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, your Cowboys, the Raiders. Well, don't Green say that. Bay. They're not my Cowboys. How about don't them say Cowboys, that. Grant? Don't say that. The Giants. This this is the first real test in the last two months that the Chiefs have faced, in my opinion, because you can talk about the Cowboys and we can disagree a little bit. That game was at the crib. You play Dallas at Arrowhead. You're supposed to win that game. Dak Prescott coming off an injury a couple of weeks before. Like, you're supposed to win that game, and they did. What's the line for this game? Can you find that as I'm talking? Because I don't even know. I feel like, since I haven't seen it, I'll throw it out there. The Chiefs are probably favored to win the game, but I doubt it by any more than a field goal. Cincinnati's won a couple of games in a row. Joe Burrow's coming off an unbelievable performance. Give it to me. The first thing I saw was minus five and a half. Chiefs, five and a half? Five and a half, yeah. Sounds a little big. Sounds a little big. No? I mean, at home, you get the free three points, and then... You're at Cincinnati, on the road. Oh, oops. See? Yeah. Mr. Hank Stram, you're on the road against Cincinnati, a team that's won a few games in a row, a team that's playing to win the division. Joe Burrow coming off, literally one of the three best games any quarterback's ever played. Chiefs should be favored, but by no more than a field goal. And I honestly believe that if you're making me list the best young quarterbacks in the NFL under the age of 27, Patrick Mahomes is one, Joe Burrow's two. I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Kyler Murray. I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Josh Allen. If your name's not Patrick Mahomes, I think I'd rather have Joe Burrow be my quarterback of my NFL franchise for the next five, six, seven years than any other quarterback in the league. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that right now he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but five years from now, Aaron Rodgers will be retired and Joe Burrow will be in his prime. Honestly, if you said, all right, bro, you can take any quarterback to lead your franchise for the next, let's say, five to ten years and you can't take Patrick Mahomes, are you taking anybody other than Joe Burrow? If you are, you're silly. We got one more segment left. And in that segment, 
We're going to talk about sports right here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Putting a bow on tonight's edition of Bink at Night with Grant Nicholson, I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. If you haven't heard the biggest news in sports in the NFL today, the passing of the great John Madden, he passed earlier today unexpectedly at the age of 85 years old. And we were talking about Madden for the first hour, hour and a half of the show today that there's probably not a more recognizable slash important figure in the history of the NFL because there have been some guys that have had success as a player and a coach. There have been some guys that have had success as a coach and then they move up to the front office doing multiple things in the NFL, right? I don't think there's ever been a guy that's been at the top of his profession in the NFL literally when it comes to three separate things. I think you could say the name John Madden, and some people think of the coach that won 76.3% of his games. When it comes to the modern era of NFL coaches, no coach has ever won 76.3% of their games, including Bill Belichick. So he's literally one of the greatest to ever do it on the sidelines. When he got to the booth, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, John Madden was, he narrated your Sundays, essentially. Him and Pat Sumrall, you got so used to it. And then, of course, eventually called Super Bowls, then on Monday Night Football. And then if you're probably under the age of like 45, 50, at some point you've played his video game also. So, yeah, when it comes to important figureheads in the history of the National Football League, there's no bigger, there's no more recognizable, there's no more important than that of John Madden. Rest in peace at the age of 85. It did get us into a lot of sports video game conversation earlier on in the show, if you missed it, I had a impromptu Levine's list, if you will, that included Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball on Nintendo 64, NHL 94, even though the graphics kind of suck, WWF No Mercy, Tecmo Super Bowl, Track and Field on the original Nintendo, Blitz on the Super Nintendo, Wii Bowling, which is like the one that Grant and I actually agreed on. We couldn't decide if Mario Kart was actually a sports video game or not. The more I think about it, probably not. I know technically NASCAR is a sport, but we all drive, right? That's how we get around. That doesn't mean we're playing a sport. I was actually going to lean more towards I'd put it on the list. No. Yeah, why not? Because it's not. But it's like, it's close enough to a sport. Oh, I don't think I it get is. into it like it's a sport. That's fair. It's as much a sport as we bowling. Um, No. Okay. Bowling is a sport. Like if you look up sports bowling is going to be listed yeah, if you look up, sport i don't too. think so no no no, no, yeah, no. i don't think so no. and it's gonna go-karting i guarantee if you look up what go-karting is right now the word sport does not come up it's gonna say something about entertaining go ahead do it give me the definition of what go-karting is i guarantee the word sport does not come up it's no more of a sport than poker's a sport well it's on espn so it's a sport no you dumbass it's cards you play it in a casino it's no more of a sport than blackjack or roulette what are we talking about 
Kart racing or karting is a variant of motorsport. Oh, show racing with open wheel, four wheeled vehicles right. known as go karts or shifter okay. karts. Okay, well, Mario Mario Kart's still not a sports video game. NBA Jam, however, now that's a sports video game. He's on fire. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That's a sports video game. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten is our phone number. Let's get out of here by talking a little bit of Kansas City Chiefs, where offensively. It's very, very, very obvious that the Chiefs, when they're right, have enough talent to be the best team in all of football. For whatever reason, on that side of the ball, it's only happened sometimes this year. It felt like Patrick Mahomes' first season as the Chiefs quarterback, every single game, he was throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns, and damn it, he pretty much was because that's how you ended up with 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And then the next year felt like the same thing. Like the offense was unstoppable. That was the year the Chiefs averaged 35.3 points per game, third highest in the history of the NFL. And then even last year when the Chiefs were just rolling everybody like a blunt, it was just so easy, right? They were just putting up 40 spots or 50 spots or they'd have 30 at halftime. The game was already over. That has not been the case on the offensive side of the ball this year. At times it has been like against Pittsburgh last week. They put up a 36 spot. They're going to beat pretty much everybody if you score 36 points in the NFL. The week before that, you put up 34. Now, it took overtime against the Chargers. The week before that, you put up 48. That's, to me, the Chiefs' offense that we're going to see the rest of the way. So, the last three weeks, the Chiefs have averaged 40 points per game. I think that's the offense we're going to see the rest of the way. I think this is going to be an offense that puts up high 30s. Wouldn't be surprised if low 40s, including against Cincinnati, including against Denver, both on the road, they wrap up the one seed, they get the bye, home field goes through Arrowhead again, and then the league got to be shaking in their boots because if what I'm saying is right and the Chiefs average 40 points per game heading into the playoffs for their last five games, again, they put up 48 against Vegas, 34 against the Chargers, 36 against Pittsburgh, that averages out to be 40 points per game for the last three weeks. If they do that for the next two weeks and they go in to the playoffs, as the hottest team on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but over the last two months, whether you want to go by points allowed, yards allowed, passing yards allowed, statistically, the Chiefs have the second best defense in the NFL. What matters most when the playoffs come around? It's not home field advantage. It's not who's your coach. It's not who's your quarterback. How hot are you? How well are you playing? If the Kansas City Chiefs roll into the postseason in 2022 on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, it would be 10-game winning streak where over a month they're averaging 40 points per game on offense and at that point over three months would have the best defense in football? Am I crazy to say that not only the Chiefs going to get back to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are going to get back to the Super Bowl and it's going to be an easier path than it's been the last couple of years. What more do you need to know? Eight-game winning streak, putting up 40 points per game, second-best defense in the entire NFL. You're probably going to have home field advantage. And there's not another great team in the league, not Green Bay, not Dallas, not Los Angeles, the Rams. And the AFC, I don't even know if there's another really good team. Do we think Tennessee's really good because of their record? No. Do we think Buffalo's really good? Why? Because of last year? No. Indianapolis, Cincinnati, 
That's the best you got. See you in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. Thanks to Grant Nicholson. Thanks to your calls and texts. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. In for Jay Binkley. This is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 